everything's so bright shine bright like a diamond we can't <laughs> can't include that now it's copyright oh damn oh. <laughs> strike that from the record <laughs> it's gonna be a cold open now <laughs> Get under my umbrella. Ella. Oh my god, Sony, stop. Our whole podcast is gonna get ruined. Listen, Riri has a whole empire. I don't need her trying to take my little piece of a pod. Yeah. She's gonna throw all her Fenty Beauty money at us. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Coming, coming, for coming, coming, for coming, coming, thanks for fucking coming, coming. Boo, bitch. Hello, and thanks for coming, UK. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hi, Jamal is here. Hi, it's Stony. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. We're back, back, back again to recap season one of RuPaul's Drag Race in the UK. But before we get too into that, we actually have a sponsor for this week's episode, and we're so excited to tell you about it. Do you want to talk about our product a little bit, Jamal? Sure. So, listeners... Imagine letting go of the crap that holds you back, dropping the waist that holds you down, pushing out whatever you're holding in. Imagine showing up as you are, fully, and owning your shit. Poopery is dumping the shame around the thing we all do by talking about it, by doing it, by transforming it from a crappy experience, literally, into a positive one. Let that shit go, listeners. Literally. Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> So yes, our first ever sponsor for our podcast is Poopery, and they were so kind enough to send us some samples to try out, and the scent that we got is limited edition, so I feel like very taken care of, and it is the mm-hmm. pumpkin chai scent. Yes, I'm feeling like Beyonce's gold microphone. I got that limited edition pumpkin chai. And I must say, listeners, maybe it's TMI, but it works. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed using it so much. I've actually tried to poop more often so I could use it more. Ooh, so healthy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, girl. And to top it all off, I'm actually going to pour a little bit on my computer right now so that the rest of this podcast won't be so shitty. Oh, great. We're going to turn into Katy Perry's firework if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're feeling like a firework, you can head on over to (laughs) poopery.com or at... (laughs) Or at Poopery on Twitter and let them know that TFC Pod sent you. And I'm sure they'll be very excited. Yeah. And get into their verbiage on their bottles, y'all. It's so funny. Like there's all these little blurbs, but it's the packaging and the the packaging of the bottle. Excuse me. I can't speak too much red wine. It doesn't feel cluttered, but there are these little blurbs that are just absolutely hilarious. Like there's one that says like she sat down, she sprayed and did her thing, hair flip. I'm sure I just completely slaughtered that, but it's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah, girl. And each bottle contains up to 100 uses. So just think of all the fun that you can have with poopery yeah up to 100 so some of you out there that like things that spray don't get too excited yeah don't get too crazy it's a lovely smelling product and they have plenty of other scents for you to choose from head on over to poopery.com and check it out all right well that was really fun so how are you guys doing this week what's new and going on with you all other than using your poopery of course Yes, um, fully cleansed and pumpkin chai, doing well. Um, <laughs> yes, girl. I realized last week that I didn't really touch on my dad surprising everybody um, for my nephew's second birthday. OMG. Yeah, so he was here. Actually, I could have talked about it last show, but I'm a bad son, so here I go. I actually knew he was coming the whole time. My dad wanted to surprise my sister and my nephew and her boyfriend baby's father for the party so he was here hanging out for a little over a week i got to take some time off with him and hang out and i thought that was really cool because i've talked about it on the show before he and i's relationship hasn't been the best over the years especially the later part of high school and college i.e the gay years (laughs) but ag right after gay yes that's right (laughs) but we're in a much better place so i enjoyed his time and he had a good time and there was even one night stoney and i 
stayed up on a work night until like 3.30 a.m. just like talking and listening to his crazy stories. Didn't you guys also listen to the podcast with your dad? Yes, but boundaries. So I cut it off at trade because Uh I I didn't want to make him jump out of my car. (laughs) Hey, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it was a good visit. Other than that, I mean, I've got our kitchen packed up. I've been trying to get ahead of this move. We're officially one week out before shit goes down. Uh Oh, girl. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Shout out to Shay Ellington and Ellington and Associates in Indianapolis. Hit them up or hit us up for their contact info if you need a house. Not spawn, but we'll talk about them more if they want to. That's right. <laughs> Get it, Shay. Did you hear that, Shay? <laughs> Get us up, girl. <laughs> what about you, Stoney? Is there anything else you'd like to update us on about anything that's been going on in your life? Um, Not a ton. So I've been playing a lot of Link's Awakening. So that came out like mm. a couple weeks ago on the Switch. So I've been trying to like master that and get through that. I'm pretty close. Packing. I've done a little bit of packing, but <laughs> I tend to work better under pressure. So I'm just like waiting to the last minute on that this one. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so basically Jamal is going to pack the entire house or <laughs> you know I'm trying not to go there Seth or listeners but we do kick it into gear under a tight deadline but I'm just more like I know I'm watching my nephew on Tuesday so I need everything in boxes by Tuesday that's my mindset right now well and for me like I'm just like okay I know that there's a lot of stuff that I want to use still so I'm gonna wait a little bit longer and then I'm going to start packing it because I just don't want to live out of a box yet. So So what I'm going to end up doing is bringing the post-it notes like color coded and you're going to do use, store, or move that shit. I guess. I'm I'm (laughs) colorblind. (laughs) I'm colorblind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Didn't stop you from getting that ruby red grapefruit white claw girl. Ooh, whatever, girl. (laughs) How's your week been, Seth? (laughs) My week's been really good. Um, Nothing too crazy to update you guys on. Um, I'm very excited. Next week, I think that I will be able to meet a listener of ours. Um, I'm going to keep it a secret, so you'll have to follow along the journey next Ah. week or later in this week. (laughs) Where are we? Give us the tea. We're in some drag race universe. Yes, girl. <laughs> it's a secret. Actually, it would have already happened. Maybe. No, I don't know. Whatever. I'll update you guys. You know, just watch our Twitter and our Instagram. You'll see everything. Yay. I'm excited. Fun. Yes. Other than that, I really don't have too much to update you guys on. So I thought maybe a fun short topic would be that we could talk about since we didn't get to it last week is what do you guys think of the queens in boy drag? Like, who do you think's cute? Who's <gasps> oh. hot? And who's not? Basically. Oh my gosh! Let's let's think this about is an this. Interesting one. Hmm. If I had to go for any of them, or if I had a chance, let me not set it up like that. If I had a chance. Hmm. I don't know, Seth. Is there anybody off the top of your head that you're like really into? I kind of have a long list. <laughs> Why don't you start while I pull up the cast list for reference? Okay, so off the top of my head, um, I liked Blue Hydrangea, Scaredy Cat, Davina DeCampo, um, what's his face? Um, Why am I blanking? Oh my Um, gosh. My mind is blank. Baga? (laughs) No, not Baga. Or, sorry girl. (laughs) (laughs) That was just really shady. I was like, no. (laughs) Oh, Crystal is hot. Crystal is cute. I like Crystal. There's one other girl that I think is really cute, but I just can't really think of the name. Um, Or Cheryl Hole. Yes, Cheryl Hole. I think Cheryl Hole is really cute too. Maybe she'll Cheryl Hole with you. I hope so, girl. Also, Mm. I think Vinegar Strokes is kind of like daddy, so... I was thinking that as well. Oh, yeah. Actually, I do like Vinegar Strokes. 100% agree. I I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Gothy Kendall. Not because of the teeth. (laughs) 
okay, clean that up. Nice, nice. Get the dustpan. <laughs> <laughs> not because of the teeth, but I don't know. There's just something not quite there for me. Like, in there's theory. There's something endearing. Like, there's a sweetness, but you can't, like, go there with gothy. Like, I yeah. thought gothy was sweet in boy drag, but I was, like, I felt dirty thinking about gothy in any other way. Yeah. Gothy <laughs> just seems, like, so pure. Like with Yeah, there you go. With, um, with Scaredy Cat, like, you would think the same, but like you can tell like that he's so like cheeky like there's like totally like uh, a dirty side you know something that kitty's been around the block or two yeah girl yes I know you guys were waiting for it. Just our general thoughts about who's cute out of drag. Yeah. And I mean, I'm only going to be 33 in November, but I'm finding like as I get older and clearly I'm married, listeners, we're married, but you're allowed to still think people are attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still single. (laughs) Oh, all right. Listeners, if any of you are available, we'll be accepting applications for Seth. (laughs) There are no criteria and the bar is very low. So you have a really good chance. (laughs) that's funny but as i get older i find like i like different things about different people as far as attraction goes so we'll see how the season develops for all of us yeah and for me what was attractive about gothy is just sort of like the personality there were moments where i was like like when um like when uh gothy was in boy drag and did the little like raw like claw thing i don't know yeah that was just so cute i was like oh girl like (laughs) (laughs) okay you're cute fine i agree i i like that yeah i I agree also addendum to last week's podcast we said that um scaredy cat's girlfriend's drag name was prissy cat however you know like to correct the record scaredy cat's girlfriend's name it or her drag name is pussy cat seems pretty obvious now that we know (laughs) yeah and zing i like it work I like it. Yeah. And I'm also calling Prissy Cat because I'm hoping to be in the family. So <laughs> you heard it here. Ooh, Copyright. Dibs. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, Scaredy Cat, Prissy Cat's ready to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Let's go ahead and move on into our honesty spill of the week. And we will recap some more drag race for you. Uh, honesty. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Honest Tea Spill of the Week. This week, we are back to talk to you about episode two of RuPaul's Drag Race UK. We are back. Did you get your passport stamped? <laughs> yes, girl. I got my passport stamp. Uh, I got my Rupeter badge on. <laughs> <laughs> A Rupeter badge. <laughs> yes, girl. I made my own. <laughs> hey pinterest queens out there appreciate that that's right girl um (laughs) so i felt really bad about not being prepared for the entrance so normally like when we started i said we were going to be doing a british slang every episode and i forgot to do it get it ready for the when we recorded the intro oh so i'm just going to do one word this time because we don't have that much time so i'm going to tell you one word and then you guys will have to guess what it means i hope it's slag um that would have been a good idea but no (laughs) (laughs) so this week's word is cod swallop cod swallop cod swallop that's a piers and paul at the end yes sir hmm (laughs) what is it i'm gonna say it's like some type of like fish garnish i don't (laughs) i think it sounds like dirty pantyhose oh Not quite. Cod swallop <laughs> is the equivalent of calling something nonsense. Oh. So oh. instead of saying that's nonsense, you'd be like, that's cod swallop. Okay, that makes sense. I'm going to start making flashcards so I can use these terms in the office. Yeah. I know. The UK, <laughs> they just have like the best phrases ever. I saw something on Twitter where this old lady was calling Boris Johnson a filthy toe rag. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> she was just like, he's a filthy toe rag, and then like walked away. Wow. I don't have any toe rags. I'm going to have to look into this. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, let's get into the root cap. I will be now taking off my root Peter badge so that the next person can wear it. <laughs> You're so nice. 
Uh, so we start this episode off. Unfortunately, we've had to say goodbye to Miss Gothy Kendall. Bye, Gothy. I think it just was not Gothy's time. It was pure nerves. I think here in a few years, maybe we'll see Gothy pop in in a more confident way. Yeah, I think so too. I think she stapled herself in the history of RuPaul's Drag Race and that, you know, she'll do well. Yep, UK's pork chop. We wish you well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so then next we move on into the next day. All the girls are back in the workroom and we quickly find out that the Vivian especially is super annoyed with Cheryl Hole. <laughs> this is hilarious because <laughs> Vivian cannot stand the sound of Cheryl breathing. So <laughs> it's just a matter of time before she lets all hell rain on Cheryl's workstation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. Watch your brushes. <laughs> for real. I'm kind of here for this rivalry. I think it's going to give us some good entertainment this season yeah i think honestly they're both just really good queens and they're sort of maybe feeling like challenged by the other so i think that's kind of where it stems from really so yeah i think we'll see this until one of them's eliminated yeah i agree 100 percent. that's totally what it is so then we find out that we are going to have a scientific micro mini minuscule challenge <laughs> Oh, yeah, the mini challenge. Um, It's Mm. actually a micro (laughs) mini challenge. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was like so micro. (laughs) Yeah, it's the smallest mini challenge in in Drag Race history. I've got to get back into my Drag Race groove. Usually I don't have to take notes. I can just know what's going on. But it's just like a whole new landscape with the UK and Rue having to like on the spot get that quick education of whatever terms and things that are being used in conversation. So us American viewers are having to work a little harder, I think. Yeah, definitely. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) One of my tweets this week, I I was live tweeting on my personal account. I think it was really funny. And it pertains to this. I said, Rue, the awkward uncle, reprised this week, played by RuPaul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't see that tweet. I was busy at work. I need to get on Twitter and go see that. Yeah, girl. I was flying (laughs) under the radar. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally it, though, right? Yeah, it's really, like, uncomfortable (laughs) anytime Rue's on the television. By the time the finale comes, Rue will be on it. I know. I I feel like they should have just made it Michelle's uh, drag race and just had RuPaul as one of the guest judges. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something different. But anyways, this week's micro mini challenge is all about finding out who are the tops and the bottoms. So because the Vivian won last week's main challenge, she gets to line up the queens in order of her competition. That's right. Bring on the shade. And you know... No, everyone knows they're on a reality show or a game show, excuse me. Whatever. What is the show? A variety show? They know they're on a show. So all of the shade and feelings were still flying. It's like, okay, it's really hard not to feel away if you're picked last, but it's also very hard to brush that off and not feel away if you're picked last or towards the bottom. Yeah, definitely. Just in case people like didn't watch the show, I'll just go ahead and list them in order from top to bottom so that you don't feel left out. (laughs) At the top, we have Vinegar Strokes, then Bag of Chips, Crystal, Davina DeCampo, Something Wong, Blue Hydrangea, Cheryl Hole, and Scaredy Cat. Yes, and this is based on who the Vivian thought was her biggest competition and least competition. Yes, and she said that she put Cheryl in the bottom two just because she was annoyed with Cheryl, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And Cheryl was pressed like a cold brew. Yeah, girl. (laughs) And because Vivian put Scaredy Cat in the bottom, she and Vivian will become the team leaders for the main challenge. Oh, you wanted a twist, huh? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, this was interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting idea. You know, RuPaul always has twists and turns around every corner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So in the main challenge, they will be acting in a period drama called Downton Dragon. Yes, I appreciate. Have either of you watched Downton Abbey the series? No. Well, that's the thing. I haven't watched it either, so none of this made sense to me. So I was sort of relying (laughs) on Jamal to explain if what we saw unfold was like making sense at all. (laughs) 
I didn't get it either. Why did people keep dying, but then they were still alive? Yeah. Well, if you watch the series, there's all kinds of um. It's a it's a really good show. If um you have not seen it, I think it's the the official network is called the PBS or is it Masterpiece Theater? No, it's mm. PB, PBS, right? Okay, it's PBS. But anyway, I watched the series one time through. I have not seen the movie yet, but it's a lot of up, ups and downs, family drama. They're like a well-off family. They've got butlers. They've got servants. It's that kind of vibe. So there go the maids who always have all of the tea. They know everything that's going on with the girls, all of the secrets, everything, all of the closeted individuals. They know all of it. So I was curious and excited to see what they did with this storyline as far as Downton Abbey is concerned. But yeah, I'm I'm here for any kind of English. They're growing up in a majestic ass mansion or <laughs> damn near near a castle type show. But it's a really, really good show. High drama. If you want some good entertainment, check it out for reference. Yeah, I was a bit confused because I didn't really like see a storyline in either scene. So... <laughs> It was a giant mashup. There's too much for them. They would have to pick like a specific period of the show if they wanted it to make true sense. But mm. I guess that's where I get the variety show kind of description whenever I think of Drag Race now. It's because they just throw it in there and it's a hodgepodge of all that has gone on across all the seasons. Got you. Okay. Well, I'm just going to yeah. trust that the writing for this sketches were really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was all right. <laughs> I mean, we know how we know how these drag race skits go. Like usually it's like terrible most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Based based on the writing, I think that they maybe had somebody that kind of knew about the show or they did some quick research for the challenge to form. Okay, so I have the tea. So I listened to the official RuPaul's Drag Race UK podcast. I thought that was us, but I was mistaken. (laughs) Who is that? All right, Mary? Like, who is it? No. um, So I really, like, I don't have all the details, but the hosts are, there's a girl and a guy host. The guy is a drag queen, and... The girl is somehow qualified to comment because she flew to New York to go to DragCon and met RuPaul. Um, And then I think she's some sort of TV personality in England. Oh, (laughs) Oh, and she has a cutout of RuPaul in her apartment. Okay, so she has a press badge. So she's like maybe a super fan or something. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. But the guy is a drag queen, and he is actually a consultant for the show. Oh. I think his official title is like consulting producer, and he said he helped write the acting challenge. So I don't know if there's another one or if he was referring to this one. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, did he do the Downton challenge or others? But I guess we'll figure that out later. Yeah. So I'm assuming he has somewhat of a knowledge of the drag scene in UK and uh, maybe some knowledge of uh, Downton Abbey. Okay. I'll have to give that a listen. I had no idea that existed yes girl check it out you guys they are very insulting of americans so <laughs> or maybe i just don't understand <laughs> the humor i don't know they're like we are so much different than the you the american drag queens they just don't understand our humor we are so superior to them well the humor is there and you can add us girl if you're listening to this like i said last week if they're serving us looks we are going to give them the critiques if they are going to serve us the acting we're going to serve them the critiques so we'll see how different we are yeah also, girl. i like your accent it's really good that was good <laughs> was it yeah it's better oh, okay. than mine i'm not gonna try <laughs> <laughs> so light reads but i mean all's fair in love and war girl we're just sisters from across the pond i'm still gonna listen yeah i'll give it a spin so the teams play out like this scaredy cat's first pick is davina then cheryl then blue and then crystal yes Vivian picks first vinegar strokes baga and then something wong They all go to rehearse, and all the girls are pretty amicable while picking roles that they will play in their skits. Yeah, based on how things have gone in American Drag Race with um, challenges like this, this was like a tea party, for real, just easy. No issues, which is very surprising. Yeah, all the (laughs) girls work well together. Like, even if Cheryl and, like, all you know, is annoying some of the girls, they're all just, like, you know, so nice. (laughs) Even the reads are kind of nice, too. Yeah, they're just like kind of um, polite enough, but still a little underhanded. Yeah. (laughs) 
So the girls on Vivian's team are prompted to discuss whether a scaredy cat or is like going to be doing a good job in the competition. And they all sort of say that she is the dark horse, which I thought as well. But spoiler alert, this is just a setup to the fall. I know. Like, damn, like I wanted the dark horse storyline to be it. But as you know, if you've watched it, we'll get into it later. That was not the case. I'm still devastated. Siri, play The Climb by Miley Cyrus. (laughs) 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 All right. So now we're skipping till after the rehearsals. We'll kind of encompass that when we talk about the skits later. And Cheryl says that she could tell that Blue was very nervous and was sort of saying, breathe, breathe, breathe. And somehow that's like a deep read. (laughs) And the Vivian was like, whoa, gal. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. I know the Vivian just doesn't like the sound of... Of Cheryl's voice so any opportunity to kind of undercut Cheryl or just smack her down the Vivian's gonna take <laughs> on it just like up oh, she's speaking I'm turning around <laughs> to snatch the wig <laughs> yeah girl so then Vivian takes it one step further and she tells Baga and Crystal that Cheryl is just so annoying to her as they are putting on their makeup at the mirror yeah and we knew that you know something something like that you know it's gonna get out later because the girls all talk to each other and I even asked Stoney at one point it was like can they I'm sure this is just editing but can they hear what's being said because you when that was going on that scene They were also doing close-ups of Cheryl putting on the makeup. So I was just waiting for a moment where Cheryl (laughs) gave an eyebrow, did the Alyssa Edwards, and back rolls, you know, and attacked. (laughs) But that did not happen. So um, we get more into it later. This show, they kind of do untucked in the show. So some of that comes up later. So I'm sure we'll discuss it. For sure. So then they're basically saying that um, there's American sayings that the British queens don't say that Cheryl is using like, yes, and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that was a criticism of her. But I love how Crystal just says like, well, that's how she is. And people love her. You know, she's a great queen. She does like really well. Yeah, Crystal's good at staying neutral. I was impressed. It's easy to go down that shady line, especially with someone like the Vivian who will take any opportunity, even when it's not necessary, to make it go negative. And I like the Vivian, but I also know a shady queen when I see one. (laughs) Hi, how are ya? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all have our moments on this show. So then the next segment, we kind of get to see Scaredy and Vinegar and something Wong talking about coming out. And uh, Scaredy says that she hasn't really come out to her parents, but she just assumes that her parents know that she is like pansexual or, or different. Yeah, and I mean, that's um that's a common theme in the coming out stories in our communities, right? They're like, well, I'm sure they can just tell or I'm just not going to bring it up because I don't want to have that discussion. And it did come out in this episode that Scaredy Cat is bisexual. I didn't catch if that was on the first episode. I don't think it was because it would have been more of a thing, right? Um, I think she mentioned it in her Meet the Queens video. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. See, I didn't catch that. But this is important because like Stoney and I listened to Dan Savage. If you aren't familiar with Dan Savage. He's a columnist at The Stranger forever, like over 20 years, maybe longer. But he's... Sorry, Dan, I'm not trying to age you. But um, he also does a podcast called Savage Love, and he talks about the importance of the bi community coming out because everyone, including the queer community, it's easy for us to just say, oh, well, you need to pick one. You're just being greedy. So it's, yeah. we need to hear those bi voices. So this was pretty big to me. Big yeah. for Scaredy Cat. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. And I also thought it was cute how um, he's like, oh, like my sexuality is my girlfriend. Like I really only want to be with her. I love that. Yeah. So cute to be young and in love. Oh. <laughs> so next, Vinegar speaks about her experience and was saying, in the, I think, I guess she's from the Caribbean, but maybe moved to the UK like at a younger age or at some point in time in which she now has a <laughs> British accent. Yeah. So much like you hear, um, we'll call them stereotypes for lack of a better term, but um. Asian parents are really strict or Indian parents or Southeast, like Southeast Asian parents are very strict. They want their kids to be doctors, lawyers, only the best. 
And that's no different for, I think, in my experience and friends that I know, any immigrant family or people who are not from America. So the West Indians, the Caribbean, that crowd, very much the same way. I hear Kid Fury talk about it all the time. He's from Jamaica, his family. So he got a lot of that when he was coming up and coming into his queerness. So I was not surprised to hear that from Vinegar. Yeah, definitely not at all. And especially based on um, our past discussions on the podcast. I mean, in your coming out episode, I sort of you know got that vibe it was you know or I, I just sort of basically like translated that over to the show so when mm-hmm. Vinegar was kind of talking about his experience I was like oh yeah like that makes sense to me like you know just based on what Jamal has told you know Stoney and I yeah that and um also Monet Exchange you know Monet Exchange her family did not know until she was being crowned locally <laughs> yeah so it's um it's a huge deal for sure and then the the probably the most tear-jerking conversation was with something wong whose parents um like i guess sort of just didn't want to accept that he was gay and yes. came out to his dad at age 12 and they just sort of ignored it and, and have continued to ignore it like he has a boyfriend like a long-term partner you know yeah five years yeah he's a drag queen he does like all this stuff and like basically all the whole gay aspect of his life is hidden from his parents because mm-hmm. they are very you know traditional like you said earlier that he's first uh generation uh chinese yeah and yeah yeah some some cultures i'm not and i'm not making a blanket statement but some cultures it's just harder for them to adjust to the lgbtqia plus thing whatever you want to call it it's just that's not how it's supposed to be that's not what the ancestors wanted so this is incorrect and that's just where they stay yeah and we We've seen that a lot with a lot of the Asian drag queens that we've had on the show, like just like kimchi and Gia Gun. Andro- Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all their families, like none of them like know because it's not like accepting or whatever. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty like seems very common across the board. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, very sad and very intense, very much so. But I love that we still get to see those stories on RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. because even in the UK and across the world, everyone watching this show, it's gonna hopefully help to impact you know the Asian parents that are having you know gay lesbians being trans by anything children right and future generations right yeah for sure so i think we will move on and try and have a semi-quick conversation about the runway and then after <laughs> the break we'll talk about the acting challenges Ooh. so first up let's talk about the vivian you may also know her as serena shart codename ibs Yes, the category is Bond Girl Glamorama. And I was into this look. I was completely into it. I loved it. It's something I would do if I were a drag queen. And the Vivian's face kind of scares me out of drag, but... Damn, she slays when Shady. she's painted. She's She slays when she's painted. So you can tell her I said that. Okay, I will. <laughs> I know you will. She definitely knows how to put together a total package. Like, I really enjoyed her first two looks. So I thought this one was really good as well. So I, I'm really into the Vivian this season. Yeah, I think we saw a lot of like jumpsuit with hood on the runway. So I was I was wondering if that was like maybe like part of the description that they were given, but Well see the category was Bond Girl Glamorama. So I don't think maybe I just haven't seen enough James Bond movies. I've that seen at it. least <laughs> four of them but i didn't clock many hoods so i this could be me not having done enough homework so i'm not going to comment negatively on the hoods yes and i will start my critique with the vivian by saying that i really actually enjoyed her boy drag this week so (laughs) i thought that i like the glasses and i thought that the vivian looked really cute out of drag this week oh yeah i agree i love those pants i want those pants yes girl yeah (laughs) But I also liked her on the runway, too, and her Bond glamorama. I mm-hmm. liked how the lights were kind of reflecting off of her jumpsuit because it gave it, like, a nice depth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of stuff you need to put on the Drag Race um, stage. I know that the American drag queens are different from the UK queens, but those drag race lights will catch you slipping. So you need to have that little piece of polish on these outfits so it does what the Vivian's outfit served for us this week. Definitely. 
And then we have Something Wong, who is Mei Ting. <laughs> <laughs> I like Something Wong. I don't know if I needed the like big fur thing, but I see what she was going for. So I give I give it a B. I like Something Wong. She's one of my faves. Yeah, I mean it was another hood, but I did like the look, and I don't know. I've I think her looks so far have been really solid. So to me, like Something Wong is like one of the more polished queens when it comes to the runway yeah also ballsy not to wear hair but again that face was beat that head was Mm -hmm. beat those heels were high i would have been in the emergency room in those shoes you know what i loved about (laughs) her look is it really reminded me of like 2009 lady gaga (gasps) oh yeah yeah i was getting like ready to watch her jump on her disco stick or something (laughs) we might need to do a side by side on the instagram Yeah. yeah for sure so next we have Vinegar Strokes, who is Miss Fondamar Tits, Miss F Tits. <laughs> I love these names. This one might have been my favorite because I could see myself saying Fondamar. <laughs> like, screw F Tits. My name's Fondamar. <laughs> yeah, girl. My full name. <laughs> Although I didn't really like her look, though. Like, I thought it was uh, a little bit basic and the proportions were not quite there for me. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but compared to everyone else, it just kind of naturally fell to the bottom half of the other group. Exactly. It kind of sucks because I like Vinegar, but her looks so far this season have been not very good. And last night you could tell like her look was probably the worst out, out of everyone's. Uh, maybe. I, I felt know. like it was. If it, it, it wasn't was the worst, towards the it bottom. Was, yeah yeah not bad not bad for sure so then next we have a bag of chips who is laser (laughs) minelli i like baga baga's um stealing my heart she's just creative she's silly she's funny she's out of the box she does not care what you think about her her drag and i that's what makes a good queen because she has this ability to just go on the stage and completely steal every one of the judges yeah. And I like the odd job reference too with the hat throwing. Yeah, I do like Baga a lot. I just think she's really funny. I don't know, like her drag so far really hasn't like wowed me or anything, but it's not bad either. Like I kind of get Bianca Del Rio vibes in a way where it's just like she's just funny. Know. You know what I mean? So, right. Well, I think Baga is the narrator of season one RuPaul's Drag Race UK, and I'm not even mad about it. I see it. She's yeah, so I funny. She's so funny. I'm not mad at it either. I love that big bird ass jacket she wears. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just looks like a total meathead sort of like. I know, a toad. Yeah, it was so funny though. (laughs) It is. She just keeps me rolling in in the talking heads and in the challenges. Yeah, Ginger Minge vibes, Glamour Toad. Definitely. Um, I thought her look was, I I don't know, it was a little bit confusing because she basically came out as Liza Minnelli and I don't know if (laughs) Liza Minnelli was ever a Bond girl, so maybe I missed the (laughs) reference, but it just seemed to me like an excuse to come out dressed as Liza Minnelli. But it was polished. Yeah. Yes. I think the only thing Bond related about that look was that she was wearing a suit. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. So next we have Cheryl Hole, who came out as double O dipshit. (laughs) (laughs) I love this name. That was super funny. Um, she said she was giving us Met Ball realness. However, I thought the dress was a little bit too simple for that. And it yeah. was a little bit too short to me. Def- definitely not enough volume to be a Met worthy gown. But good job anyway. There was a reveal. Yeah, I thought the reveal was a much stronger look. The silver swimsuit with the gun tucked into her garter. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I thought it I thought it was just okay. I, I think I enjoyed the name more than anything on with hers. <laughs> yeah. I thought the cut of the suit was the swimsuit was a little bit off, but not so much so that it was distracting. But there was just like a little something not right for me. It, yeah, it should have been up a pinch more, I think, or maybe just a little more, a little extra va-va-voom somewhere. Yeah. So next we have Crystal, who is Wanda Whipper, Miss Dominatrix. Crystal, my other fave. I was into this. I'm not a kinky girl myself, but I was really into this look, and I appreciated that she tied all those knots herself. Mm-hmm. 
And I liked all the whipping. Yeah. And how much baby powder do you think she needed to get into that suit? Ooh, girl. <laughs> she went to the Costco. <laughs> for sure. Industrial size. The bucket of powder. She had a super solid look. I think Crystal's always pretty solid. Mm-hmm. And... um. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, I liked it. I thought the reveal was um, really good, too, because I think a lot of these queens have a tendency when they're doing a reveal, like, oh, I'm just going to wear this giant, like, trash bag. Right. But at least, like, hers <laughs> looked like an actual, like, overcoat, and yes. it was completely different than what she was like it made sense like the you saw the whole concept because when she stepped onto the stage she had the newspaper and she had like this the um, fashionable trench going on with the high pony so very very fashion that might be more on the met side cheryl i don't know yeah (laughs) but i appreciated the entire look and the reveal for sure so next up we have scaredy cat as kitty rouge Ugh, Scaredy Cat. I want to like Scaredy Cat so bad. I, li- I mean, I like Scaredy Cat, but I I want to see more because I thought this was just a little basic. It's different, but compared to the others, kind of like a vinegar moment, it just seemed a little not what it should be for the category. Yeah, see, I don't know. I like the look. The thing with her, like you were starting to see like a trend of like what the types of things that like the type of drag she does. But to me, I thought it was good. I don't know if it was Bond Girl, though. Like, I think the judges even said this. It reminded them of Amelia Earhart. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's where I'm at because it wasn't bad. It just did not fit the category. Yeah. And also, I think Scaredy Cat's like drag aesthetic is just wearing like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I just fell into the Goodwill bin. <laughs> yeah. Very bad, girl. <laughs> But one thing I really did like about her is her little flower gun that says bang and then she lifts up her skirt and it says me. (laughs) Yeah. Now I was getting Pearl vibes with some of the facial expressions. You know how Pearl can kind of give you that sensual psycho kind of glare with the little lip quiver. I was getting so much of that and I was living for it. I did like the bang me portion of the of the moment. (laughs) Definitely. She definitely stays in character and scaredy cat like very much like, you know, jittery or like you know mm-hmm. kind of awkward sort of vibe very skittish yeah yeah she's definitely on brand <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then we have divina de campo who is paris eat eat them all paris eat them all which i think i just got it actually <laughs> but i need to look up what it is because i don't remember yeah you know i don't know <laughs> hold on it's coming it's coming so I think this is a reference to paracetamol, which is um, a drug, and it is the common name for Tylenol. Oh. What? Sorry, oh. I just clicked when I said it again. <laughs> Good job, because I had no idea. I was loving the look, though. It took me a second. So when Davina stepped out, we were like trying to figure out what was going on, because for a moment, it felt like maybe there was a little too much going on. But Davina is another queen who stays in character and serves it all the way down and all the way back, and I bought it. I liked Davina's look for that for the Bond Girl category. Yeah. Her look was very fierce. Very, very fierce. Um, so lastly we have Blue Hydrangea and she is triple tatas. <laughs> <laughs> This was cute. This was funny. I wanted the boobs to be bigger. Am I being greedy? I mean, not all women have large boobs, but I guess, you know, teach their own. I guess that's true. But yeah, this is a Bond moment. I don't know. Maybe I was just looking for a little more kink or something. I thought it was okay. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've seen a lot of like triple tits here lately (laughs) on Drag Race. (laughs) I thought her look was very polished. I liked the little effects that she had where her nipple clasps spelled out 007. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I thought her look was really very well put together, very polished. And I liked the face beat that she did with her look. I love the makeup and the headpiece. Um, the look was not bad. I liked it. Don't get on my case, listeners. I'm just being a little picky. Yeah, that was Jamal and Stoney that didn't like it. And I loved it. <laughs> all right you guys this is a nice stopping point we are going to go get some refills jamal and stoney will get another white claw and then (gasps) we will be back after the break this bitch (laughs) hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming 
Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. White Claw Loaded. (laughs) No, girl. (laughs) All right, you guys. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming. Wanted to apologize for the wait. I thought I was doing poppers in the bathroom, but it was really just my poopery, and then I passed out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) That sounds like a bad time. Common mistake. (laughs) I hope you didn't hit your head on the toilet bowl. I don't know. I feel a little bit out of it still. (laughs) Hopefully I can finish this podcast. (laughs) Seth has a concussion. Uh, Yeah. It's 1951, right? I don't... What's happening? Where am I? Okay, Captain America. (laughs) All right, you guys. Let's get on with the show. We're going to be talking to you about the acting challenges now. Uh, We'll start with the scene of Downton Draggy that is Team Vivian. What did you guys think of this set of scenes? I thought that they started off a little rocky, but they found their groove definitely by the end of their recording. They were the strongest of the two, in my opinion, but it took them some time to get there. Yeah, I agree. But I did like the tea joke with Vinegar. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the tea joke was great. I liked how um, the Vivian just looked. Mom said it. Mom's listening to us record listener. She's in the room. Um, how she just looks like an old woman. <laughs> she, yeah. The Vivian just walks out and you're like, oh, that's grandma or that's great auntie. Here comes this shady queen. Don't don't say anything. Suck in your stomach. You know, this bitch is going to say something. It's, that was very much the vibe I was getting from the Vivian. It's the Vivian's face. It's just so like, I don't know. It can adapt to any situation. <laughs> yeah, she can do high glamour or she can do characters like in this mm-hmm. challenge, like flawlessly. She, her beat looks so perfected. Yes, and she was doing the Maggie Smith character Justice. If you watch Downton Abbey, her character is ultra snooty. Like, whatever snooty means to you, that's that character. And I thought that the Vivian brought it. Yeah, and this is the one that had... This is the same uh, team that had Baga, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I thought... (laughs) Much better. Yeah, much better. Like, I thought she was so hilarious. She just looked like a little leprechaun running around. Um, I don't know what she was doing. Like, her face uh, that... I don't know, like, the makeup and everything. It was just too much for me. I think that Baga lives under a glamorous bridge, and she's the most glamorous troll you've ever seen because... (laughs) Holy shit, just so funny and so versatile with the characters. I'm I'm curious to see what Baga can do if she has to do something more serious because the funny side is so natural. I mean, it was amazing for this challenge. She brought it home for them. I fully believe that. Yeah, 100%. And she turned out to be playing the character Becky with the good hair. What did you think <laughs> about that, Jamal? I died. You know I died. I was like, no, they didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Becky with the good hair. And they made her talk, like, act like a troll. Well, Baga did that. So maybe Baga's in the beehive because we all know that the hive was after Becky with the good hair. So she turned it around for us. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, I also think that something Wong didn't do as terribly as they were all portraying her to be. I thought her Lady Carrie accent was pretty bad, but other than that, I thought she had really good like facial moments and she delivered her lines pretty strongly, even though in the rehearsal we saw she was struggling with them. But in the yeah. actual scene, she pulled it off, you know? Yeah, I thought it was a really solid performance. The persona was there, and I agree. Like, Something Wong wasn't doing that horribly. I think Something Wong was doing how everybody else was doing. But, of course, we need the kind of... We need the spotlight on all types of performance. So they were just kind of reaching with Something Wong. I fully believe that. Do you find it interesting that a lot of the american accents by default for the uk queens that we've seen so far are country or southern i did notice that (laughs) yeah like i i would thought we've got a ratchet east coast in there somewhere but it was all southern and dainty (laughs) yeah for sure i did notice that i think that might be like the stereotype of us i guess oh yeah i'm sure it does all right, so let's move on to our discussion on Team Scaredy Cat. What did you think of their performance? It definitely wasn't as strong. I think that 
I wanted more from Scaredy Cat. I liked what she was doing, but then I got really bored. So just like Michelle said, there needs to be levels to the character. There wasn't really any growth. So maybe start off a little whiny and then reach that point by the end of your scene or start that way on a 10 and then end at a two or something so you can actually deliver the dialogue and be part of what's happening. So I wanted more from Scaredy Cat that way. I thought that blue faded away. Like I honestly just forgot that blue is even in the scene i mean i think blue did good but definitely like supporting actress vibes supporting that's not nominated for the award no i thought blue was kind of did fade into the background but i thought at the end when she was doing like the setting on a secret thing i thought she kind of brought it back to where she she did a pretty good job, but at first I think she was a little shaky. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe that's more fair. I don't know what was in my Cheerios this morning, um, listeners, but I'm not here for the excuses, the lame natees. I just made that word up. Yes. And also speaking <laughs> about doing more, I thought that Cheryl Hole could have done more mm-hmm. because I think that Cheryl was doing Ben de la Creme who was doing Dame Maggie Smith mm-hmm. from Snatch Game. Yeah. So that's like what I was getting. I think Cheryl was just like sort of like using that as her reference for the character. And it was sort of like a character of a character. I think my issue is with any queen on any season is if you say you're going to do something, you'd better show me you're going to do it because Cheryl's a perfect example of this. She was like, oh, I've been acting since I was this age and I've got this in the bag. And then it kind of fell flat. It wasn't bad, but in my eyes, if you're the superstar that you're going to serve and you know what you're doing, I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't be getting that flat feeling from you. I think the expressions were there, but if you're that polished of a queen, let's see that polish. Let's see you step it up. We're not about looks, right? We're supposed to be comedic and about the acting in the UK. Well, let's see that. I'm challenging that notion. Yeah. I, I absolutely feel that way. I think one of the shining moments uh, or a couple of the shining moments were brought to us by Crystal. I thought she had a couple really great lines um, when she was talking about it, you know, like saying that it was lit when she was holding the candelabra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was super funny. And then also when they were asking if the guy knew how she liked her eggs fertilized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. And that close up that they did when she was on the couch, that was really funny yeah yeah do you know how i like my eggs fertilized (laughs) scrambled (laughs) (laughs) me too actually stony likes his eggs hard Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) well sometimes semi-runny though oh well that happens after the hard part that's pretty gross you should get that checked by a doctor girl (laughs) 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 i was um I was sort of getting a little bit of milk vibes from Crystal in this acting challenge. Oh, how so? I don't pay. T- I like don't pay super enough douchey attention. To milk. Or just sort of like. <laughs> well, I think they sort of like have the same like appeal, maybe as sort of like the more masculine, gender bending type drag. Also, okay. mm-hmm. their face beat reminds me a lot. They do like a very light face, like they kind of make themselves more pale. I could see that now that you put it that way. I can definitely see the correlation there. I don't know. That was just like a sort of like a little aha moment I had when I was watching the show. Nice. And then, yeah, like Stoney said, I thought it was cool that they brought in a couple of the American drag race like references with the sitting on a secret moment. Mm -hmm. And then one thing I thought was really interesting was I think it was Crystal that made it or no, it was um, Cheryl's character that made a joke about male actors costing so much more. And that's why Scaredy Cat's character was single. (laughs) I did catch that. That was interesting commentary. Yeah, I caught that T as well. So next, we find out that Team Vivian wins and that they were all safe. And something Wong was super happy. <laughs> yeah, something Wong, like we said, she didn't do bad, but she was very nervous. Um, more lucky day for Vinegar because Vinegar would definitely be in the bottom had they lost. For sure. And and at the time when I was watching the show, I personally enjoyed Team Scaredy Cats skip more, but mm-hmm. I think they were both really good just in general. So for yeah. me, like there were parts of both that I thought were kind of boring and then there were other parts of both that I thought were super funny. Yeah, I agree because it, Davina did a good job on that yeah, team. Because sometimes on Drag Race, like you have that like train wreck team. Mm-hmm. Like neither of the teams were train wrecks. I thought they were both no. solid. Yeah. At least. 
so that's why we're getting so picky because they were both you know the other team was just a little better yeah i think the shining stars for me were baga crystal and the vivian or no i'm sorry not the vivian um, Davina. Davina. Yeah. 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 Davina Slade. Although the Vivian did a good job. So then next we find out that Bag of Chips is the overall winner of the challenge. So hand claps to you, girl. Well deserved. Snaps for Baga. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on the runway, Davina's breakdown. What did you guys think of her little moment as they're critiquing the bottom losing team? I mean, this has happened to me. I I totally understand where she was coming from. You you get so used to performing at a certain level, and then no matter how well you do, you there's always something that you find or that you will remember. I remember every wrong note <laughs> or the most most wrong notes that I played in high school during competitions or places that I've dropped the ball just because that's the kind of performer and the musician that I was so I I can understand it I I didn't I didn't think that she was taking away from the other queens moments because that's a really human response that's a that's a real thing that happens you work so hard and you dig so deep even if you have RuPaul in front of you saying you did a good job it still doesn't register until maybe 30 minutes later (laughs) yeah I thought the I think the stress is really just getting to the girls. Mm -hmm. I know we're only in episode two, but we even saw Blue Hydrangea break down as well on the runway. Right. Well, I mean, remember like the drag queens that have the Rue girls that have podcasts of their own that can talk about how filming goes to us. It's week to week. But as soon as they hit the set, it's daily and it's long hours on the set. So emotionally drained, physically drained, and it's just they have to be constantly on. So, yeah, they're going to break at some point. For sure. So then we see the little untucked moment of the episode. The safe girls are backstage talking about Cheryl Hole and that they think that she's putting on a show and she's not being her authentic self. Then Cheryl and the others, the other girls in the bottom come into the break room and Cheryl automatically starts to talk about, you know, how she threw something wrong under the bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, so basically just sort of reinforcing why all the girls were annoyed. Right. The Vivian called it out. She's like, oh, so this is damage control. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because there were other girls that were like worried about being the bottom, like Scaredy or Blue. Yeah. And they didn't really get, I mean, they did get to have their moment, but like, you know, I think Cheryl was just sort of like, hi, me, me, me. Yeah, it was, it was very that because poor Blue was like crumbling back there. Scaredy Cat was a little confused and shocked, I think, at her feedback. And um, one thing I will give the UK girls over the American girls is at least these bitches can sit in a circle and say all of that and be cool in five minutes. Because if you put some American girls in there, especially if it's an all-star season of every American rear girl thinks they're the best and thinks that they're being them true selves and it's just not the case. So I appreciate that they can, even when the delivery is not the best, that they can still level with each other and get past it. Right. Um, And then Cheryl, she sort of admits to being overwhelmed and that she didn't want to let her guard down. So that was the reason why she was playing it up. Mm -hmm. And she feels like she has to be this star or she feel like she is a star and she feels like she has to stand out. So that's why she's putting on the big show, which I understand as well yeah yeah and that's an important lesson for all the rear girls just be yourself like don't try to overproduce yourself but again it's very different when you're in it very much so and then i love crystal because she keeps everyone on track and she's like all right girl like enough of this crap like let's talk (laughs) to the girls that are actually like might be going home (laughs) yeah i i like that moment too she's like let's reel it in yeah i loved love that part like crystal just really really is growing on me and i think crystal is actually the dark horse of the competition yeah i see it i've loved crystal since the meet the queens video so i hope that's the case for sure so then we find out that scaredy cat and blue hydrangea are in the bottom two and they will be lip syncing to venus by banana rama classic fun fact banana rama is from the uk so very <laughs> themed music choices so oh. far. Yes, clearance. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for them all to slather shampoo all over themselves. <laughs> I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. <laughs> it's like in every shampoo commercial. Lady Gaga. Venus. 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 <laughs> it's very strong and pronounced. Neptune. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought that this lip sync was a bit of an improvement from our first week's <laughs> lip sync. Damn. Damn, we have a long way to go. <laughs> a bit of an improvement. Yeah. Yes, I thought, you know, this was Scaredy Cat's uh, first, first like, gig. Yeah, and you could tell that Blue was more comfortable performing, lots of, you know, giving us lots of great face, yeah. uh, serving us lots of good, like, moments. I don't know. I thought I really liked watching Blue Hydrangeas lip sync a lot. Blue is serving it. I think, like, I'm not going to be, like, overly picky because you know what I'm going to say, UK listeners. Well, we've been watching Drag Race, so you know you need to serve a lip sync. So I don't want to hear any of that bullshit surrounding performance. But Blue, Blue is giving it more, and you can tell it was just more experience, more comfort level in that in that scenario. So I liked what Blue was doing. Scaredy Cat was just kind of all over the place, but at least she didn't pull the Charlie Hyde's card and just stand there and point into the sky or whatever the hell happened with that episode. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Scaredy Cat dancing, it looked like she was just, I don't even know. Like Somebody was like, throwing water at her and she's trying to... She just like kept tripping weed. over herself or something. I don't even know what was happening. I was just like, no. Yeah, I saw a little bit of the same effects that uh, Gothy Kendall had when she was doing her lip sync. There was yeah. like, oh, this is my move. And like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to do this like head bob move with in my house or whatever. Oh, I'm, oh no, that fucking house move. I hated that. Yeah, I, I hated like, it a lot. Where are you going? <laughs> Yeah, and then just throwing pieces of clothing off as the lip sync went on and as she drunkenly stumbled around the stage. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It's like she's watching out for puddles, like literally. I don't know what's happening. Right. The lip sync wasn't there, but I do love Scaredy Cat. And you should all go check out Scaredy Cat's song that she just released and a music video that goes along with it that is super cute. I will do that. I like Scaredy Cat. I think here in like... You know, some years. She's only 19. I think that she's going to grow into a super awesome queen. 100%. So, Blue Hydrangea stays and Scaredy Cat sashays away. Well, I was sad, but I saw it coming. <laughs> Fair is in the house. Why does my life suck so much? Oh, no, yeah, that was Scaredy Cat. I did Cat. like how she left because didn't you say like this... Not bad for our first gig. Wasn't a bad first gig. <laughs> Best line ever. Like, that was so good. That yeah. was solid. So good. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, I think we made it to another end of a Drag Race recap. That was season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, episode two. And now we're going to talk to you about some trade. Mmm, trade. Trade. Hey everybody, welcome back to the sexiest segment in all of podcast history, Trade. Trade. It's the segment that you don't want to listen to with your parents and definitely not your sort of accepting father. <laughs> yes, not not your um, deacon father who is doing his best, but he's not quite there yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now that you guys are all turned on by <laughs> this... Let's talk about hot men. Who would like to go first this week? Um, I think I'll go first this week. Ooh, yes, hello. mama. Who's your trade? Tell us the, yeah, give us so, the lowdown. My trade of the week, um, their Instagram handle is Ken Romel. So K-E-N-R-O-M-I-L. He is a finance ma- manager Whoa. from Houston, Texas, but currently living in New York City. Oh, he's from the land of Beyonce, so he's blessed. Wow. Um, but anyway, he, I think he was like one of the, he's like a friend of another trade. So oh, you no. love this trade web. <laughs> the stalking so, has continued. <laughs> Yeah, I'm you're going to make me create a whole new tab on the trade reel. I'm still stalking people, but he's always posting pictures like on a boat or I like that by the pool and like short shorts and things like that. And he's just really cute, has a nice smile. He looks cuddly like he's a good cuddler. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, arms. Oh, I bet he gives bitch and hugs. Yeah. I yeah. want a hug from that guy. Yeah. I want more than a hug, girl. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wasn't going to go there, but I mean, we'll accept all forms of contact. Hey, girl, want a hug? <laughs> we'll accept all forms of contact. Yeah. Uh, really not picky at this point in my life. <laughs> but anyway, that is my trade of the week. So check it out, girl. Yeah. What about you, Jamal? Who's your trade? I have a hidden trade. I say hidden because he's like your average everyday guy. His name is Frederico Ventrelli. He's on um, Instagram. I'll put his name in the notes. I'm not going to butcher that. Um, He's very cute. Pretty like simple looking guy. Simple as in he posts some cool pictures. He looks like he's like working on his house. Other shots he's hanging out with his friends, taking selfies in the office, much like I do. So he's just like, you know, one of us out here working and doing his best in real life. And on Instagram, he's very handsome. He's got a good beard and he's got nice, um, he's got a nice chest. I like his chest. Where do you, where do you think he's from in Italy? I don't know. I wish there was more on here, but I can't say I blame him. Yeah. He doesn't want people podcasting about all of his Yeah. Chest. <laughs> yeah sorry girl i'm gonna say northern yeah it looks like northern more north of venice but it could just be where he's hiking Mm-hmm. true true anyways what a cutie i approve of this trade so much yeah yeah thanks yes. i want to i want to get to know him maybe i'll practice italian on him yeah girl i am ready to have a bueno note with him Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to bon voyage over. <laughs> all right, you guys. So my trade is someone that you probably all know. And if you don't, you should. And my trade is Ruby Rose. And you yes. probably would know her from Orange is the New Black, perhaps. Mm-hmm. She's in. She's playing Batwoman currently on a TV series. Oh, really? Yes, Mama. That's very new. Season one. That's fun. That's fun. Yes. And, oh, how cool. Um, she's been in lots of movies. Anyways, so I really like Ruby. She sort of runs the uh, line of androgynous, um, maybe oh, yeah. presenting more of the masculine side of femininity. Mm-hmm. Which I, I've always thought that was just gorgeous when you see um, you know, people out there like Ruby that pull that off so well. Yeah, right? definitely. Because, I mean, there are pictures where it's just like, you know, a shortcut and lots of eyeliner. So it could just be like... Is it mm-hmm. Billy Joe Armstrong or Ruby Rose? I don't know. Right. And I'm not saying listeners, um, they're pulling it off because they look hot. It's like the styling and they've come into their own. So you can just tell it's just full ownership of all of the sauce in these photos and what she what they're up to right now. Yeah, 100%. I really like the vibe she brought in Orange is New Black. I was very uh, into her character in that series. Um, and uh, I was too. I had moments where I was questioning, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> that I happens. would love a night. <laughs> Just to get to know her and talk to her, you know, friend of the pod. Yes, Ruby, friend of the pod. <laughs> in my we'll dreams. We'll speak it into existence. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys, um, I think that's about it for this week on Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. Uh, thanks again to Poopery for sponsoring us. We really appreciate it. And uh, if anybody else is listening and would like to sponsor us, we're more than happy to plug your awesome products. <laughs> That's right. We've been at this for a little bit. We've got a ton of fun projects in the work. We've already talked about pride and some things that we're doing in the summer. So that's just showing you what we're up to and how we are moving and grooving at TFC headquarters. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. Leave five star reviews. Share the pod. If you have a favorite episode, even if it's outside of the drag race realm, share it. We want all of our friends and squirrel friends to join us for the party. Yes, 100%. We're so excited for you guys to listen to this episode, and we will see you next week. But until then, bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>